0: Saving thousands is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding, Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding nationwide Mortgage Licensing System ID number is 70168 and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197.
1: We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer as we get ready for a good four-day weekend. And here it is a Friday. I'm sure some of you are trying to sneak out of work a little bit earlier, you know, like telling your secretary that maybe you have an appointment coming up at about, oh, I don't know, noon. <laughs> so you can be off and running in the afternoon. Well, we don't blame you a bit. Today, we've got a great show for you as Robert Palmer sets out to further empower you. On today's show, we're going to review those saving thousands rules to success, number one through five. Also, we're going to be talking about shopping for credit when you're going for a mortgage and some real misinformation that's circulating out there. Also, the government is cracking down on some big name companies who are allegedly trying to rip you and I off. Robert will also talk about another enterprise that he hopes to go into to serve you and we'll have an update on the no closing cost refi program so robert let's get started what about rules number one through five
0: yeah rob what's going on man how's everybody out there in uh beautiful radio (laughs) land uh hopefully everybody's following the rules here and and we're making some serious strides toward uh ending the financial zombieism uh here across the southeast so exciting times for the radio network uh you know we're getting near that 100 station mark I've uh, got a couple big deals lately, so it's great to be on so many stations in so many places. the uh, The iHeart Radio channel has been a huge success. I, I got to tell you. Uh, so when we did the deal with Clear Channel and mm-hmm. they they gave me the iHeart channel on the iHeartRadio Radio app, uh, you know, they, it was, I guess in their mind, no one was ever going to listen to it. And and oh. so like after we launched, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, can you guys give me some ideas of what the numbers look like? You know, how many people are listening? And and they were blown away. Uh, by the number of listeners we have, and we are competing uh, on a, a weekly listener basis on the iHeartRadio app with some of the the biggest national talk show hosts in the country. So that was that was very exciting for mm-hmm. me to hear. And again, they were shocked. Like they they were expecting to come back to me with some ridiculously low number that was going to be embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, and so it's just great that our, our loyal listeners out there are are listening, are accessing that. You can hear 24 hours a day of the Saving Thousands Radio Network. Uh, on iHeartRadio app, just put in Robert Palmer mm-hmm. and uh, it'll come up right there. So that that's been cool. Uh, also, I added a big station cluster in Mississippi uh, here recently, which was was uh, good. You know, I've got family in Mississippi. My father is up mm-hmm. there in, uh in Laurel, actually in Pedal, right between kind of Hattiesburg and Laurel. And uh, so yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's great to see this thing grow. What's really amazing to me, Rob, is that people are interested in this stuff. You know, people are are ready to start fighting back. You know, a lot of people. You look at me and say, oh, Robert, you know, the financial stuff, you know, nobody really cares, you know, or maybe they would have cared when the, the economy was terrible, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. people, Robert wanted to, li- you know, Robert, people wanted to listen to you during the recession because everybody was broke and, and miserable, and, and now they don't care anymore, and they're wrong. People do care, and and no matter how well we're doing in our jobs, no matter how much money we're making or how stable we think our lives are, we can always be better. We can always do a better job with personal finance. We can always employ the rules we can always do things to be smarter to not be taken advantage of and i think that's the statement that this radio network makes and and the more people that listen uh, the more the big financial institutions and the guys that don't want to play by the rules have to have to wake up to the fact that that we are becoming a nation of financial ninjas out here and we're going to fight back and we're Mm going to make right decisions and we're not going to be taken advantage of we're not going to just let the auto pay suck us in we're not going to let the online banking suck us in you know we're going to we're going to wake up, we're going to take our head out of the sand, and we're going to pay attention. And and so, again, all this growth is exciting to me for that reason. Because if, if people weren't listening, we wouldn't be growing. Uh, and the fact that people are listening and the network is growing means that my goal of this movement and my goal of changing the way we as Americans treat personal finance uh, is getting that much closer to coming together.
1: You know, Robert, it is making an impact, and I'll tell you why. You know I do great shows with you, but I also do a few freelance shows. And I do a show with a financial planner. And he told me the other day that somebody brand new that had never been in his office before walked in there. And you're going to smile when you hear this. He said, I just went over my, all of the accounts I have with other financial planners and I'm paying more fees than I ever thought in the world I was paying. See, it, people are getting ripped
0: off. It is. It, it, it's so amazing to me. And again, we, we just don't pay attention. You know, we, we're just, we're asleep at the wheel. They're banking on the fact that we're not going to shop around. We're not going to wait three days to make decisions. We're not going to follow the the saving thousands rules because when we do, we take all the power back as consumers. And that's, that's so exciting <laughs> to me to know how many people across the country uh, are being empowered uh, by that simple set of 15 rules that, that this this show is all about and that this network lives by. And the differences and the stories I hear and that people share with us about successes they've had uh, and, you know, and about ways they've been able to save money. And And, and what's funny is that they even surprise themselves, right, Rob? You know, I'll get these people who share stories and like, yeah, you know, Robert, I, I listened and I, I finally tried it and, and I w- it worked. I was amazed, you know, I, <laughs> right. I got a better deal. You know, it, it, that's exactly how it works. That's exactly what this is all about. Uh, you know, so today we're going to cover kind of a myriad of topics, just kind of touch on Uh, a lot of these different things to to help you move toward that that goal of becoming a financial ninja you know the tips and tricks the things i'm seeing in my life right now Mm -hmm. uh, that are going on that we all have to look out for as consumers
1: there's so much out there and folks you know we've done shows on those for-profit colleges we've done shows on the fact that many times You'll walk through the department store, Robert, and it happens every time. I love being in line now and hear that girl go, oh, you want to apply for that uh, that credit card? And I'm amazed there are a few people that are turning them down now right, and right. saying not today.
0: Well, and hopefully the rest of them they they said not today 3 days ago and now they're just back after <laughs> doing their research and, and ready to move forward. Because again, I'm not I'm not telling you you should never have one of those credit cards. Right. I'm telling you you should make the decision on your own terms and you should wait the 3 days and you should shop around and you should make sure that it really is a right decision for your life, not just make a snap decision while you're in line at the department store because that's where the misdirection kicks and that's where you're you're not on balance. You're not thinking mm-hmm. about finance, right? You know, you're just you're thinking about getting checked out and getting home. You know, maybe what you're going to cook for dinner tonight. You're not in the right mind frame to make a decision on taking out a piece of credit, and that's why it's so key that before you do make those decisions, before you do sign up for any new credit, before you do make a large purchase or or do borrow money in any way, that you take that three day waiting period. You you take rule number three into account. You wait three days and make sure it is in fact the right decision for you, uh, because that 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 high pressure gotcha, you know, is one of the the biggest tactics that they use against us. And we can absolutely fight back. We can mm-hmm. absolutely stand up for ourselves and, and not let that happen.
1: I think so many times we find it so off guard that girl behind the cash register said, would you like to have a credit card when we're so used to applying and hoping we get it and hoping we get it. And I was asked by a listener the other day, they said, ask Robert if when that girl asked that, if it doesn't set us up for a false empowerment of I'm worth that much more money.
0: Right. It is the whole. The whole thing is very, you know, crafted very particularly to again to catch you off balance. Uh, the scripting they use, the way they ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, they, they want you to make a rash snap decision. Uh, that's it. Because uh, if you if you start researching and you start doing your homework, you may realize the APR is ludicrous. You know, maybe it's not. I mean, they, again, I'm not going to sit here and generalize and say that every department store credit card is a terrible deal. But what I will tell you is that when you're off guard and you're not paying attention. They don't think they have to make you a good deal mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm telling you rob 90 percent of people that sign up for those store credit cards never ask about the apr the annual percentage right. rate they never ask about the annual fee they never ask about late fee penalties or credit limits or anything else it's just yeah i'll save 10 percent today you know so again we've just we've, we've got to do our research we've got to do our homework that that's the key here uh you know a lot of the rules fall into this you know shopping around is a big one and knowing your numbers fits in, waiting the three days. If you'll just employ these rules uh, in all aspects of your life, and, and these really apply well to the idea of getting a credit card in line at a department store, uh, you know, making that right decision, taking that break, taking that time to shop around and do your research is going to save you from making what could be a really bad decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, where, again, they, they are game, They are hoping, they're praying, they're banking on the fact that you're not going to do any of those things, that you're going to blindly sign up for the card right there in line without asking any of the questions, Right. Because now the, all the power is with them. You know, yeah. when you start asking questions, we take the power back. They don't They don't like that, Rob. They, <laughs> no. they don't like it when we start asking questions about rates and fees and all these different things. Because that's how we as consumers can take the power back. And I don't know about you, but but that's important to me. I, I want to take the power mm-hmm. back. And, and so many people think they can't. And, and just asking these simple questions, putting the three-day rule, the waiting period into effect, all these things in your life can absolutely shift the power back to you as a consumer. Uh, and, and for every one of us that shifts that power back and takes that power back, Uh, We're we're making that little bit of a difference because when enough of us do it, then that's what's going to change the behavior on the other side. That's what's going to change for everyone who isn't willing to take back the power, everyone who isn't willing to ask the questions, who isn't willing to wait three days, who isn't willing to shop around. They get to benefit by those of us that do because ultimately we can change behavior of the financial institutions.
1: Yes, it's all about empowering you, the consumer. That's why Robert and the rest of our Saving Thousands radio team come to work each and every day so that we can supply you with the tools, we can supply you with the knowledge that you're not going to fall for crazy schemes and games, no matter how big or small. We want to make sure that you're not wasting that hard-earned money. And you know when you think about it, from kindergarten all the way through your college graduation, you're learning how you're going to be making money. But nowhere along that 12 to 16 years are we ever in a classroom learning about money. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? There's a major disconnect between how you're going to earn your money and then how you can make it work for you. There's just a total disconnect, and that's why we're on the air. We're on here to make sure that you are learning about this, and then hopefully it will become part of your discussion pattern you'll be more open to talk about, you know, business and talk about ways that you can get ahead with your money rather than ending up on Wednesday saying, wow, I've run out of money, but I haven't run out a week. Okay. (laughs) Let's, let's all work on that. Can we? Okay. If you have a topic that you'd like Robert to address right here on this show, just simply go to savingthousands.com, go to the ask RP tab, click on it. You'll see a form and you can ask him a question directly or you can make a suggestion for the show. You can say, hey, Robert, I'd really like to do a show on leasing an automobile, and if that's a good idea or not. So, you know, whatever it is the topic you want, go to AskRP at savingthousands.com. Okay, Robert, there's a lot of big mortgage companies that kind of sustain a myth out there that say, oh, if you shop around for a mortgage, that means there's gonna be all kinds of people going to your credit report, and that's gonna
0: put nicks in your credit, and it's gonna hurt you. That, Tell us about that yeah this is what the guy Ooh. this is what the guy tells you who doesn't want you to realize that he has terrible rates and fees <laughs> you know and, and again, once upon a time this this was I will call it an error in the programming of the FICO algorithm because in their defense what they thought was happening is they thought you were desperate for credit. Right. Oh, okay. And so like if I'm just call, if I'm trying to get 20 new credit cards, you know, like say I know that I'm my plan is to file bankruptcy or I know I'm about to lose my job. <laughs> right. Go. Like again, because the whole idea is they're trying to predict behavior. The whole point of FICO is to predict behavior. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets so hung up on that. It judges you by your past, which is true. But the point of it, the point of the algorithm is just to predict your behavior. And so what would happen is if people knew they were about to get laid off. Or people knew they were going to file bankruptcy soon. Or people knew something was going wrong. Maybe they just got you know diagnosed with a terminal illness and they don't mm-hmm. think they're going to live much longer. They would go out and get a whole bunch of credit cards and run them up and charge them up and then just keep all the stuff and file bankruptcy or live on the credit <laughs> cards and they lost their job. Like it would, This would happen. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was that if you're calling 20 different credit card companies trying to get new credit cards – it's because something bad's about to happen in your yeah. life, and you know it, but nobody else knows it, and you're trying to load yourself up on credit cards. So they would reduce your credit score because of that, right? Well, that doesn't apply to mortgages. That doesn't apply to car loans. There were certain things that they realized that that did not apply to, and so it actually it says on the FICO website that that it doesn't work that way anymore. That when you have your credit pulled by multiple mortgage companies. Uh, that you're not going to get your credit hit because they understand that smart consumers actually shop around, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that's the big thing. You know, shopping for a mortgage, shopping for a car loan is not going to hurt your credit like it used to. And the only people that are going to tell you it is, is someone who doesn't want you to shop around. Now, what kind of person doesn't want you to shop around? The person who benefits uh-huh. from you not knowing the truth, not understanding what mortgage rates really are, you know, they're going to take advantage of you by preventing you from shopping around. So I just pulled up myfico.com, Rob. Uh, there's a couple of uh, frequently asked questions on here about, about what we're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, one it says is, does the formula treat all credit inquiries the same, right? And so says research indicates that FICO scores are more predictive when they treat loans that commonly involve rate shopping, such as a mortgage, auto, and student loan, in a different way. For these types of loans, FICO scores ignore inquiries made in the 30 days prior to the scoring. So, if you find a home loan within 30 days, the inquiry won't affect your scores while you're shopping. In addition, FICO scores look on your credit report for rate shopping inquiries older than 30 days. If your FICO score finds some, your score will be considered inquiries that fall in a typical shopping period as just one inquiry. Okay. So older versions of FICO would only group them in a 14 day span. Now they're looking back 30 days and if they see a bunch of them at once, they're still gonna ignore me even if they're past 30 days mm-hmm. because they know you were shopping for a loan. So that's the big thing. They want FICO wants you to rate shop. You know, and if you're looking for a mortgage, auto, or student loans, it may cause multiple interest to request your credit report, even though they're not looking for one loan to compensate for this. FICO scores ignore mortgage, auto, and student loan inquiries made in the 30 days prior to your scoring, right? This is all right on myfico.com. So it's actually under two sections. One's under does the formula treat all credit inquiries the same. It's also under what to know about rate shopping. All right, they've also got some great tips on here about how to improve, improve your FICO scores and all that is on myfico.com under credit checks and inquiries. So, you know, again, you don't just have to take my word for it. It's right there mm-hmm. and, and any company who tells you not to shop around, not to, no, don't talk to any of my competitors, <laughs> right? It's going <laughs> to drop your credit score, sure it is, buddy. Yeah. You know, you run. Just know what that's all about. You know, and I will, I will promise you no one here will ever tell you that And if they do, I'll fire them on the spot. Right. If I ever hear that one of my loan officers told somebody not to have their credit pulled by a competitor because it would drop their score because it's a big load of malarkey.
1: You know, folks, if you're new to the show, you may not have heard a lot about our partner in all of this, and that is Robert Palmer created the radio show eight years ago. And then in just the past year, we've added to that for your consumer empowerment, well, We've added a website and it is very, very cool. Easy to navigate, full of information. You can look on there once every four or five hours and see something that wasn't there four or five hours ago. Constantly updated, constantly out to help you. It's called savingthousands.com. Savingthousands.com. Now, what will you get there? Well, you'll have a chance to ask RP, as I said earlier in the show. You'll also have a chance to hear archive shows on demand. Those are Radio shows, we've done over eight years, and they're in there by topic, okay? Plus, you'll be able to read some phenomenal, easy-to-read, easy-to-understand articles by our Saving Thousands team. These researchers are great, I tell you what. And I've been looking at some of the articles myself because I like to keep up with what's going on. How about getting that first car loan? That's one of them being featured right now. The ills of auto pay. Do you have a lot of money going out of your account every month that you just told the bank, go ahead and take it out for whatever, insurance maybe? Well, you really have no control over that bill then because you don't even keep track of it. Out of sight and out of mind, auto pay is not good. Understanding debt consolidation and your options the ways people are not shopping around, but they really should be. Okay, the FICO score. What is the FICO score? And is there more than one category? Of fico scores and finally the real story of these student loans and for-profit colleges trying to rip you off by offering you an education to get a job and at the end of the day you've spent a year but you've spent tens of thousands of dollars for nothing okay that's all right now those are trending right now at SavingThousands.com. well robert is really good to know that our financial consumer protection folks up in washington are
0: looking out for our best interest what's going on you know lifelock is another one you know these guys again lifelock had a that they were uh, they entered into an agreement so the ftc busted them for something years ago you know deceptive advertising Uh and again kind of around the same thing one of the big points of the of the the city uh settlement had to do with them uh with the fake credit protection right so go we're gonna we're gonna protect your credit because again this is on people's minds I mean, there's, there's all these hacking cases and people's personal information. You know, we had the Target thing a couple years ago. You know, all this stuff going on, big companies getting hacked, personal information being out there. Did you, did you see, Rob, where this cheating website got hacked this week?
1: Yeah, the cheating site, that, you know, it, the IRS, you know, it, everybody. It, it,
0: it's in, it's insane. And so people are obviously scared about their personal information. Mm-hmm. And so to prey on that fear, these companies have cooked up fake products that are supposed to protect you. And, and really all you have to do to protect yourself is is go to Equifax, TransUnion, Experian. And if you suspect you've been a victim of identity fraud, you can freeze your credit at no cost with most of these these bureaus. So mm. why would you pay, you know, LifeLock whatever 100, 200 bucks a year? And, and so the 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 advertising they use and the methods they use to sell this, and like in City's case, people didn't even say yes to it. They just added it to their added it to their their bill so the guy in the call center could get a, you know, could could make a little extra commission. So Completely there. insane. And so LifeLock got busted for this years ago, and uh, and and now they've just been refined for not following the terms of their original agreement to stop doing it. And one of the things that that, that I, I that drives me crazy about these guys. So when you hear their commercials on the radio, they claim they can protect the equity in your home, right? Now how 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 in the world how in the world is LifeLock going to keep <laughs> my home value from going down? Which, which so, again, they're, they're preying on fear, right? We all, we all lived through 2007, 8, 9, 10 when home values were going down and equity was being eroded and people were losing the equity in their home. But you don't need LifeLock to protect. There's nothing they can do to protect the equity in your home. See, yeah. when you get a credit card, right? So if I call up Citi right now, other than selling me a bunch of useless garbage that I didn't ask for, uh, they will give me a credit card just by asking me stuff over the phone, right? So I can say, yeah, sure. hey, yeah, my, this is uh, John Smith. Yes, no, I, I know I sound like that Robert Palmer guy on the radio, but no, no, my name is John Smith. See, I have a mustache, John Smith, right? And I'm wearing glasses. Uh, John Smith, yes, and my social security number is whatever, and here's my new address. Please send me a credit card for $10,000. And then they're like, okay, sir, as long as you buy all this garbage protection stuff from us, we'll send that credit card right out to you, right? So now I have a credit card in John Smith's name. And I can go out there and blaze it up and buy a big screen TV and stick him with a bunch of losses, right? That's how identity theft works. Well, if you try to do a mortgage, you have to close at a title company with a notary. And you have to provide two forms of ID. And there's all these other protections in place. So there is nothing about LifeLock that's going to protect the equity in your home. (laughs) But it sounds great, right? Sounds Sounds great. Yeah, we're going to protect your equity. And so this is the kind of stuff that they're getting fined for because it's 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 false. It's misleading. It just doesn't happen. doesn't exist. And uh, so the, the funny thing is, so they, they're they they're publicly traded. Their stock dropped like 30% when this came out. That's going to hurt. You know, because the shareholders are like, oh, wow, if we get shut down, you know, all these practices we've been doing they are making us all this money, they're telling us we can't do it anymore. What are we, <laughs> we going to do? So, again, if, if LifeLock had just, I mean, let's roll back in time, all right? Uh-huh. If LifeLock had just at that moment, three, four years ago when the original order came out, if they had just changed their business model to do it the right way and quit deceiving consumers and quit trying to sell them garbage they don't need and just roll out a viable product, right? I guarantee you their stock price today would be higher than what it is after they just had this 30% drop, right? So their stock is at like 10 bucks. I promise you it would be higher than that if they had just done the right thing three years ago. Hindsight, right? But this is my my point that that what I am telling business owners here is the truth. If you embrace the changes, if you treat your consumers correctly, if you stop acting like a vampire and trying to suck the blood out of every consumer you can get your nubby little hands on, you will ultimately be more successful. Yes, the short-term gains of blood sucking are monumental. Right? You can make a lot of money really quick by taking advantage of people but it's not a long-term strategy. It is mm-hmm. not a long-term gain. And, and so here's an, LifeLock. There you go. LifeLock CEO, had you done the right thing three years ago, your stock price would be higher today. Now it wouldn't have been higher a week ago, right? That The short-term gain would have been better. They shot up to like 15 bucks a, a share. Now they're back to 10, you know, mm. which is lower than where they were back then. Uh, had they just done the right thing, they'd probably be sitting in the 12, 13, 14 range. So yeah, the short-term gains wouldn't have been as great. But the long-term gains would be better. And so as business owners, you know, as CEOs, as CFOs, as CEOs of companies, if we will just recognize the reality, the CFPB is here to stay. The days of taking advantage of consumers are long gone. You may get away with it for another year or two, but there will come a point when you do not get away with it any longer. Just embrace it and quit screwing around and let's do the right thing and you will be more successful and the consumer will not waste all this money and and you know we're causing hardships we're hurting our own economy right our economy is trying to dig out the 700 million bucks that the city sucked out of people's pockets by selling them bs protection you know that could have gone to something useful in the economy sure you know but no no so again we're 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 hurting ourselves we're making our own lives more difficult you know and so that's that's where it all fits in and so my my plea, as always, what rule is that, Rob? I What rule number? You're my my guru of rules, Rob Newton. What number is that? 13,
1: be transparent, be open. There you go. If you own a customers. business,
0: be transparent, be open. Rule number
1: 13.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you Life a question. and City need to read the Saving Thousands rules, and they need to follow number 13.
1: That's right. Now, a couple of other rules enter into this, and that is, if people were watching their numbers... Huh? Absolutely. Rule number two: They would have seen those little uh, those little charges on their yeah. Uh, I will their gu- credit card statements. I will
0: guarantee you when you log into the mobile app, <laughs> it's not there, those it? those those charges <laughs> those aren't on there. Aren't there, Robert? They're on the statement. They're not in the mobile app. We all we all know the trick they love with the mobile app because they can control what you see. See the legally, there's standards for the PDF statement, and right. they have to show you this stuff on the mobile app. They're like, oh, what if we turn that charge red against a red background? no one will ever see Can't it see yeah it. wow
1: now the other thing is do the consumers have access to the cf i mean is there a way we can call them or write them yeah, how so, do we do that
0: yeah you i don't know about call but you can you can file a complaint on their website on the
1: website yep. okay
0: and a lot of people are doing that that's their, their database is very robust and they publish they publish like statistics on the highest complaint about companies by industry and, and all these oh, different people things. People want to see that. Yeah, it day. is yeah. CFPB uh, consumer financial protection bureau. You can Google them. I think it's CFPB.org or consumer finance protection. Whatever. Google it. You'll find it. Okay. But yeah, you can, you can file the complaints right on there and companies take them seriously. You know, they, they take it a lot more seriously than if you just complain to them. See, and the other thing is the, the complaints are put in a database, right? So they can be searched later. And, and so what they're looking for is patterns, right? And so when, when thousands of consumers all complain about the same fee, see, you know, if you get you get one complaint and they think, oh, well, may, you know, maybe this is just a, a crazy consumer, right, who who didn't under you know whatever. But when you get a thousand of the same complaint, sure, now they take it seriously, and that's that's where a lot of their enforcement targets, that's how where they're found, that's where it comes from. So, uh, I, again, it's an organization. I am happy is out there. Uh, you know, they, they've had their own issues. There's been some, you know, the, their number two just resigned recently. There's been oh. some, some some allegations of internal discrimination uh, uh, amongst the employees. I mean, mm-hmm. again, it, it's a young government organization. And look how poorly some of the old government, right, you know, <laughs> institu- no, the, the old government, mm. uh, you know, entities run. This is a new one. They're still, but it, the concept is right. You know, again, I, I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. uh, for the entire setup of the CFPB, but the concept needs to be there. And, and what they're doing is right. And again, it's about getting uh, attention of these companies.
1: Consumer empowerment what it's all about. As you listen to the shows, are you impressed with Robert Palmer's knowledge of all things financial? I know I am, and I've shared a mic with him in radio studios for about eight years, and it never ceases to amaze me what's going on in that mind of his. And I learned along the way that Robert has had a life that's been surrounded by by finances, and that is, well, when he was a child, his mom just brought home the paycheck in cash And just showed him all the money that goes to the different buckets, if you will. And so he learned that there's money that has to go to a house payment, car payment, insurance, health insurance, all that sort of thing. And at the end of that, there was just a little bit of money left in the floor. And he said, what's that for? And she says, that's our spending money. So he really got an education back then. Also, he's been in the mortgage industry for years. And of course, if you're in the mortgage industry, what do you do? You look at credit applications, you look at mortgage applications, you're studying credit scores. So you see in all of that paperwork, you start seeing trends. There are things that people fall prey to in the economy and there are things that people do right to get those 800 credit scores. So there is a pattern out there and it's that education that benefits you each and every day right here at Saving Thousands Radio, and on the savingthousands.com website. Share it with your friends, start the discussion with your friends, your family, your co-workers. Let's talk more about money, and let's be empowered consumers so that we are on top of this, so that people can't rip us off, okay? Well, Robert, in the hallways this morning before we came into the studio, I was hearing a rumor that you might be adapting or adopting actually another company for the Robert Palmer family of companies.
0: Yeah. Again, it's going to flush out. And so speaking of businesses and, you know, obviously I, you know, I've had a lot of success, uh, you know, grew up with a lot, a lot, you know, worked hard, did what was right for consumers. I built some pretty successful businesses. Uh, the, the next industry I am targeting to personally revolutionize is going to be insurance.
1: You know i heard a rumble around the office about that the other day but there yeah. was nothing more than just a rumble so look what you've done in the mortgage industry in eight in eight short years yeah kind of the talk of the town and the talk of the industry so insurance insurance wow that's the
0: next so you know, when i when i look at industries that have the biggest kind of gap between doing what i think they should be doing and and the reality of how they're run uh, I think insurance is a big one. So I, I've I've talked to I've had a couple conversations with uh, the Department of Insurance. I've, I've talked to our lobbying firm to understand uh, what goes into opening an insurance company, not a not an agency, right? I'm, I, I'm not talking right. about a insurance broker. I'm talking about an insurer, right? Like Geico, State Farm, oh. like where where I would RP something, RP Insurance or Palmer Insurance, whatever I decide to call it, uh, would actually insure your house or your car, right? And, and so. I've got the capital, you know, I've kind of figured out the the strategy. And so I, I feel like I'm trying to figure out how I want to get into this game. Right. So do I do I want to go buy a bunch of little insurance agencies all over Florida and then ban them together, change the practices, change the culture, you know, change the business model and then, you know, blossom into the insurer do I just open the insurer from scratch? Do I partner mm-hmm. with the... Because the big thing is I got to be able to put my fingerprints on it, right? Like I'm not just For looking sure. to buy insurance companies and let them continue on business as usual, right? Like I, I'm i going to buy an insurance company. I'm going to redesign their processes and culture from the ground up to meet the way I want to do business, right? And I'm going to have everyone tell me, oh, it's not going to work. Robert, you can't do it that way. We've never done it that way what do you mean you know I, I'm gonna hear I'm fine with all that I'm Got just a repeat
1: it. of eight years ago exactly
0: it's 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 a <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's song of my life you know it's, it's fine and so all the naysayers are gonna tell me how I'm crazy and then all the other insurance companies are gonna talk about how I'm gonna fail like it's fine it's I'm used to it the first time around it was tougher this time around it's gonna be a lot easier and so that's what I'm looking to get into so again yeah. I'm trying to figure out uh you know so uh, do I do I what do you think Rob do I do I buy existing insurance companies or buy into existing insurance right. companies do I start from scratch? I guess it would depend on, you know, finding that right insurance company that I could buy that wants to, that wants to con, that wants to be converted over to my business philosophy. If you right? could
1: find somebody of like mind, the way you found a couple of the executives that are running the the mortgage business, so to speak, right now. And I mean, I love these people because they're teaching me a lot on the days when I can't meet with you. They're teaching me. If you found people that were like minded. Like in a recent uh, company organization meeting we had, everybody had already answered the questions the way you knew they'd answer them. Now, that's pretty cool. But I'm afraid that you did it so right with the mortgage industry. You started very small and built up doing it your way with everybody criticizing you. But even then, they were spreading your name.
0: Right. You know, even then, they're saying,
1: who is this guy? The guy's crazy. What's he doing? And it's a very successful business. I like the Robert Palmer stamp. Yep. on anything if you open an applesauce company i'd want to see your <laughs> picture on the applesauce can you know what i'm saying because you could revolutionize that business and you talk about something where the consumer's mad oh yeah they're mad at these insurance companies
0: yeah and so my part of my plan would be to one make it easier to shop around right you know very make nice. it very easy so what, what kind of my thought is so even, so I would have RP insurance, like, right, where, where I would be the insurer. Sure. But I would also shop you out to the others, right? And and if if you can get a better deal at someone else, I then I would broker your insurance there, right? If, if I'm the best yeah. deal. And, and I would do that every single year, right? So every year I would re, I would, my would force my staff to re-shop all, everyone's insurance every single year, right? To find the best deal for our consumers. And then I, I think I would, I would try to make it as easy as possible for people to, uh, shop for insurance. Well, it's like as simple as sending a text to our text line, right? And then we uh-huh. can, you know, because, I mean, again, I really harp on this. Rule number one, shop around. Uh, insurance is a place where we don't do it, right? Insurance, no. if we look at this, insurance uh, counts on you not shopping around. Insurance counts on the trick of auto pay, auto debit, to keep you from even looking at it, right? And so you have these people that, oh, I've had the same insurance company for 20 years and they've raised my rates every single year and I've every never year. done anything about it. And so this is what i want to fix and so what i believe is that if if i do roll out a better solution for insurance to the entire saving thousands radio network right we're talking about 70 plus stations uh depending on this is crazy rob so i've I've been asking the stations to give me an idea of how many people are listening and 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 depending on the week and the temperature whatever else it's between half a million and a million people a week uh, that are hearing my voice on the radio Mm -hmm. which is a substantial crowd and so, what I believe is that if I if I give that half a million to a million people a way, an easier way, to shop, and get a cheaper insurance, right, quality insurance but a lower price, because we're going to cut out a lot of the same garbage I cut out in the other industries, I've revolutionized. Uh, that, that will be very successful, and the, the consumers will save money. And then I can once you're in with me, I can force you to shop around every year. I would just do it for you. Rule right. number
1: fourteen. That's
0: it. Just every year we're going to shop for you. So when you when you had your insurance with us we would just automatically every year reshop it and and reach out to you and say, hey, so you're currently with, you know, with the RP insurance brand. If we switch you over to Allstate, you could save blah, blah, blah. Do you want to switch? Do you want to stay? What do you think? Let's talk about it. And so basically force people to to reshop every single year. And so as I, as I go down this, Rob, I guess let's say this. If there's somebody out there listening that owns an insurance company, right, hmm. that may want to sell or let me buy in or likes kind of where I'm going with this, why don't you send a text to three five three five three? That's our text line here. Three five three five three. Right. So if you own an insurance company, work for an insurance company, if you kind of like what I'm talking about here, uh, let me know. Three five three five three. Shoot me a text because I this is I'm getting into this industry. You know, ultimately as an insurer, I'll probably get in as an agent uh, so I can start building up the the policy banks and everything before we we launch the actual insurer uh, here in Florida. Uh, but this is this is the next industry I'm going to revolutionize, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be big. And I'm going to save people a ton of money, just like I've saved people a ton of money in every other business I've gotten into. And just like I save people a ton of money right here on the radio each and every day. And, uh, and the business is going to be built. My, my insurance business will be built to mirror the rules. We're going to force you to shop around. We're going to force you to know your numbers, right? We're going to, to force you to do all these things that are built into the rules. uh, Because that, that's what I believe makes good business. Mm -hmm. If, if any business that would take my rules Consumers and use it as a roadmap to build their business would be more successful.
1: There could be somebody out there right now that's an executive with an insurance company that doesn't like the way they're running it, that says, I could do it better if I just had the chance. If they could text you at 35353, you would give them a meeting. 35353 is the text. And just, you know, do you agree that the insurance industry is not doing its job? You know, The the little agent on the street corner, are they going through everything they're supposed to be doing for the consumer?
0: See, and the problem is that I don't blame the agent because the deck is stacked against the agent. It is, totally. The the, the big insurers have these agents under their thumb, right? And and when you look at at what the agent makes, you know, so the agent's trying to run an entire business on like 10 to 12% of the you know, uh, of, of the, the policy True, and they've got to have their own office space. There's all this duplication. Again, it's a lot like the mortgage broker to mortgage lender. I mean, there's a lot of parallels between the mortgage industry and the insurance industry. Uh, the little agents are doing the best they can, mm-hmm. but the deck is stacked against them in a lot of ways. Uh, they don't have the volume, the scale, you know, that you can do different things when you're, when you're statewide and you have tens or hundreds of thousands of policies you know, or millions of policies yeah. than if you have a couple thousand policies, and and those those economies of scale. But then you've got the big insurance companies who just are greedy, right? You know, and then they they they're not gonna. I mean, they're never gonna encourage anybody to shop around. I mean, that, no that's where their profits come from. But I honestly believe, Rob, I, I've I've looked at this business long and hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not a, a jump in there kind of guy. Nope. You know, and and I've looked at it long and hard, and I do believe it can be done differently. I do believe it can be done better and that is my next mission in life that's the next industry that i'm going to revolutionize and so you know phase one is probably to go and buy into or buy some insurance agents and band them together and put my resources behind them to to phase one of trying to take this thing in the right direction uh, and then uh, over time uh, turn into exactly what my vision is mm-hmm. you know which which again is everything i talk about here on the radio basically being done for you by an insurance company the same way we do it in the other businesses that, that i control so uh that's it 35353 that's the text line if, if you're in the insurance business if you own an insurance company shoot me a text uh you know and uh, let's talk 35353 this is uh this is my next uh, my next way to to follow rule number uh, 13 there
1: well robert it all sounds very good to me sign me up my friend i want to be a part of that hey you know folks When you go to savingthousands.com, one of the things you're going to see on that homepage is a little listing called the rules. What does that mean? Does that mean the rules of the website or the rules of life? What is it? Well, the rules represent the Saving Thousands rules to success. These are rules that Robert has come up with or guidelines that will help you avoid the big mistakes of finances kind of like going into a department store having your hands full of merchandise and when you get up there the girl or the guy at the counter says oh i can save you 20 percent today on all of that if you want to apply for the store credit card and it only takes three questions well we talk about ways that that can be a real mistake we talk about some of the other things that people are drawn into when they least expect it you know what i mean so If you go to savingthousands.com, you'll find a list of the rules. Those 15 rules, copy them off, put them in your pocket, post them on the wall of your office so that you will always consider those rules. Like rule number one, always shop around. Okay, rule number two, know your numbers. And let's face it, folks, you may know the batting average of your favorite sports guy, but I doubt that you know the interest on every one of your credit cards, and that's money out of your pocket every month. So, you know, let's kind of skew our attention a little bit more toward the finances, and you can still watch your baseball or your football, but let's make sure that finances are getting a good part of our attention. Well, I'll tell you what, we've been offering a no-closing-cost refi on homes. A no-closing-cost, oh, and no lender fees either. So, Robert, it's been a while since we've talked about it.
0: How are we doing? Uh, but we are still doing the no-closing-cost special. Uh, I've had a lot of people ask me about this. We are getting close to exhausting the entire two and a half million dollars. All right. So for those of you maybe that are new listening that, that don't know what I'm talking about right now. Uh, so in addition to coming on the radio here and helping people save money with credit cards, student loans, all those great things. Uh, the way I pay my bills personally is I own a little company called RP Funding, uh, which is one of the largest uh, mortgage lenders in the state of Florida. And we do a lot of advertising, right? And so for listeners in Orlando and Tampa They've seen me on TV a lot, billboards, radio, everything we do. Uh, listeners in uh, Jacksonville and West Palm Beach and other other uh, parts of the state that we broadcast in uh, during the week here, or anyone listening on the iHeart Radio app on the Saving Thousands dedicated channel on iHeartRadio, uh, maybe have not. So uh, we built. I built this big brand uh, by not charging lender fees, so we save people money. Uh, by giving them great deals on their interest rates and by closing quick and on time, right? Mm-hmm. And then we also have the strongest pre-approval in the industry. So all those things are great. Uh, but So here, here's what I did, and here's this crazy idea I had. So I took $2.5 million out of my advertising budget, right? right. And so I, I sat down with my chief operating officer. I, I didn't sit down with her. I went live on the radio and announced this. Uh, And then I sat down with her after she almost had a heart attack listening to me on the air uh, as I announced that I was going to take two and a half million dollars out of our advertising budget. Right. So I I called uh, I called up the NBC affiliate and said, hey, guys, no Sunday night football this year. Uh, I'm going to do something else with that money. Right. And I said, hey, no, uh, no Super Bowl commercial in January or February next year because I'm going to do something else with that money. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to cut back the number of times we're running in the Today Show and Good Morning America. And, and I'm going to have to uh, cut back on that radio schedule. And I went down to the United States Postal Service and told them I wasn't going to be doing near as much direct mail this year. And I cut back my Google AdWords. And I, so I, I, I found two and a half million dollars worth of advertising and I, I cut it off. Right. And then I took that two and a half million dollars and I moved it to a different account in our financials. So I can use it to pay all of your closing costs when you refinance with RP Funding. So we never charge lender fees. That's the underwriting, processing. You know that that's that's part of who we are, right? We just don't charge the lender fees. But there's still other closing costs, right? Closing costs like uh, you've got the the doc stamps, the intangible tax. You've got uh, you know the title fees, the closing fees. There's other closing costs which can be three, four, five thousand dollars depending on what size your loan is. And so I took this $2.5 million out of the advertising budget, and I had a few advertising reps cursing my name along the Mm way. Uh, Ingrid, my chief operating officer, is a little nervous and says, well, Robert, if you you spend $2.5 million less on advertising, are we going to get less business and are we going to go out of business? And I said, no, Ingrid, I think I got this (laughs) covered. So Ingrid was a little, little upset. You know, she's a little nervous about this. This is one of my harebrained schemes that I came up with. I had a dream, and then I showed up here on a Saturday morning at 8 a.m. and announced that I was canceling $2.5 uh-huh. $2. million of advertising and giving the money to my clients when they refinance with RP funding uh, by paying all of their closing costs. So for you as a consumer, it's a huge opportunity for savings uh, because you can refinance right now with no closing costs because I'm paying them all out of my advertising budget. Uh, so what's in it for me? Well, what I believe, uh, and, and I hope I'm right, uh, is that by, by doing these loans— and paying these closing costs and basically bribing people to move their mortgage from whoever it's with now over to us here at RP Funding, that I can create an army of word of mouth advertising, which will be more valuable to my brand and my business than if I had given the two and a half million dollars to the advertising, to the TV stations and the radio stations and the billboard companies and whatever else. Because what I believe is if I look at, at how much I have to pay for a commercial To have uh, the TV set tell a bunch of strangers what we do versus by paying all of your closing costs on a refinance and then you go tell your friends and family what we do, I think that's more powerful. I agree. And this is the experiment I am running. And so the only people that don't lose in this, like I may lose. I may be wrong. I may lose business. We may close less loans because I did this. I don't think so, but it may happen. Uh, But who can't lose is the consumer because if you call in here and take advantage of a refinance and I pay all of your closing costs with the money I was going to give to the TV station uh, or the radio station or the billboard company or the post office or whoever else for advertising, you can't lose. Now, the guaranteed loser is the media companies because <laughs> they, they're going to get $2.5 million less out of me this year. It's that simple. Uh, but as a consumer, you can't lose. And so what, I, what I'm hoping you will do, what I'm counting on you to do, is to tell all your friends and family what an amazing job we did. Uh, how great it was to not have int- not have a closing costs, you know, how how everything worked out and you're saving money and it didn't cost you a dime because when you go to refinance your mortgage, the only reason you don't do it is because of the closing costs, oh, right? Yeah. Cuz yeah. if you can only save 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month but it's going to cost you $5,000 in costs, I would be the first to tell you don't do it. Don't mm-hmm. do it. But if you can save 50 or 100 bucks a month, and there are zero closing costs because this crazy guy on the radio is paying them all out of his advertising budget, right? Then then there's no downside to the refinance. So if you want to take advantage of that, there is still some money left in the two and a half million dollars. Uh we're we're getting near the end of that. You know, so at the end of this month, I'm gonna have a tally done to see where we stand. I know we're getting close. Yep. Uh so there's still time now. You can get in 855-773-8634. That's the phone number. Uh, loan officers are here, ready to talk to you. Uh, RP funding NMLS number seven zero one six eight. We are a Florida licensed mortgage lender 85-773-8634. call now refinance your home loan. And I will pay all of your closing costs by using money out of my advertising budget. Uh, so you can save, take advantage of great deals. Now, now there's no obligation to call here. Like you can call here and, and see if it's right for you, you know, cause it, it really depends. You know, I don't know what your interest rate is currently, I don't know what interest rate we'll be able to give you because that all depends on your credit score and your loan-to-value and and what the bond market's doing at the moment you call. But it doesn't cost you a dime to pick up the phone and give us a call and see if it's going to work for you. You just have to dial 855-773-8634. That's 855-RP-FUNDING, 855-773-8634, or go over to rpfunding.com. That's the website. You can read about us. You can apply online. You can do a lot of great stuff over there, All right, rpfunding.com. So if you're thinking about refinancing, it's not too late. Interest rates mm-hmm. have crept up, and they are starting to go higher, but there's still an opportunity right now, and you mix that with the fact that I'm going to pay all of the closing costs out of my advertising budget, and you've got a real recipe for success. So 855-773-8634. That's the phone number, 855 773 8634. Rob, any questions about that? I do have questions because I think there are still people
1: suffering, and we talk about this a lot on the air, but it bears repeating. A lot of people are going to say, honey, before you pick up that phone and you call RP funding, shouldn't we write some numbers down on the dining room table and see what would work out for us? Because remember, daddy and granddad said we always have to save 2% when we're going for a refi. Well, that was a long time ago,
0: and rates were really different. Now, I, I would tell you this, this is a true story, Rob. At the mortgage bankers convention last week, right, I was in a, a session about the value of mortgage servicing rights, right, and I went because we have a pretty big servicing portfolio now, yes, and the value of that fluctuates with rates. And, and one of the speakers said, "Don't you miss the good old days <laughs> when we had everybody convinced they had to save a full two percent, <laughs> right?" Because th- this this session was all people who owned the current mortgages. Right, and, and so they they lose when you refinance away from them because sure. they don't get to keep making the higher spreads. And so the guy said, "Don't you miss the days <laughs> when we had everyone convinced they had to save two percent?" He said, "In today's market, we'll see people refinance to save a quarter percent or a half percent." Yeah, you know, and and that's where we are today. You know, because of how low rates are, you throw in deals like mine where I'm going to pay all the closing costs on my advertising budget, and it all starts to make sense. You know, and see, in the state of Florida, we have higher closing costs, right? So for me to pay all your closing costs is a much bigger deal, Mm -hmm. where someone in California, uh, they don't have the doc stamps, the title insurance isn't as expensive, they don't have nearly as much in closing costs. So, you know, one of the the reasons that the Florida loans don't refi as often is because of the higher closing costs we have here in the state. The reason we have higher closing costs in the state of Florida— is because we don't have a state income tax. Right? So the way our state gets paid is by charging doc stamps and intangible tax on mortgage transactions which raises the cost of loans mm-hmm. by thousands of dollars. Now, right now I'm paying that for you. So that's my nice. problem. It was actually not even my problem, it's the the TV and radio station's problem. See, <laughs> I'm not really paying this, right? So I'm just I'm going to have less less TV and radio commercials and less direct mail this year because I did this. So uh, this $2.5 million, I was going to spend it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I was either going to give it to TV stations, radio stations, United States Postal Service, and Google, or now I'm going to give it to Jim and Sarah and Tony and Marcus and Bob and Janie and all the people that are refinancing with RP funding with me paying all the closing costs. So I'm I'm cost neutral in this. Mm-hmm. right? My risk is that people don't tell their friends and family... And I don't get the word-of-mouth advertising to replace the traditional advertising. So I'm not going to have a Sunday Night Football commercial this year, uh, but I am going to have Janie and Bob and and Judy out telling their friends how great I am. Mm -hmm. And we will see at the close of 2015 whether this experiment was a good one or not. So if you want to be a part of my social experiment, (laughs) if you want to get your piece of my $2.5 million, if you want to refinance a home loan right now, with zero closing costs, because I'm paying them all at the mercy of the, of the advertising companies, call us at 855-773-8634. That's 855-773-8634. Rob, give them the phone number. They like it better when you say it. I don't know why, but we prove it week in and week out.
1: Robert, I would be proud to, and I just want to take this opportunity, Robert, to thank you for giving me this opportunity to help you empower consumers. I run into people on the street all the time and they say, wow, are we learning from that show That Robert Palmer? It's great what he's doing for us. And again, I think it is paying it forward. And I thank you for letting me be part of it. And here's that number, everybody, 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. Just go ahead and you could even go to rpfunding.com if you want to start The loan process. That's rpfunding.com. Don't forget about savingthousands.com in a way of closing up the uh, store today, and then you go on about your big weekend. Well, I'm going to just remind you about some of the things that are available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week for your financial betterment. Of course, there's the entire Saving Thousands companies, and we're here to help you, whether it be with books that are being published, whether it be workshops that are coming up, or whether it be the Saving Thousands website and the Saving Thousands radio show. And you know what? I almost forgot to mention that there's now a twenty-four-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week Robert Palmer service on iHeartRadio. That's right. My mom was telling me the other day she lives in Missouri and that she listens to Saving Thousands on the iHeart adapter almost 24 hours a day. Wow. Okay, so go to iHeart. And just simply go to Robert Palmer and you'll be landing on a site that's going to give you, or you'll be hearing a radio show that's going to give you 24 hours of consumer empowerment. Doesn't get much better than that. Don't forget the home value hotline where you will get the most precise value of your home. And that's 866-222-8231. Well, that's just about going to wrap it up. Remember, you can ask RP anytime you want at askrp on savingthousands.com, and we hope that you are Saving Thousands with Robert
0: Paul.